Are we recording? Uh, yes, we are. Okay, that's good. I don't want to start and then realize we did halfway through. Yeah, thank you. Oh my God, that would be the worst. <laughs> Given how hard it is for us to find a time, that would be tragic to get to the end of like an hour and a half and be like, oh, it's like when you're, it's like, it's like old people trying to record a video and they're like, oh no, it just started recording when I tried to stop it finally. <laughs> Meaning I don't know we got how nothing. many people are going to understand a VCR reference, but that's fine. I think my parents still have theirs. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, they don't really throw away things. I mean, they kept you. Oh, damn. <laughs> You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. And I'm Matt Hello, 2M Football Nation. Hello. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Mike. And to you, Matt. It's uh, just a few days away from, from Christmas. It's unreal. Where What happened this year? Oh, not much. You know, pretty typical year. Yeah, right. Just just another year <laughs> in the book. That's all. Even more mind-boggling is week 15 has wrapped up. Where has this season gone? Yeah, seriously. Two weeks left. And I, I don't know where it went. I felt like just like a few weeks ago, we just kicked off and everyone was excited. And now it's like, we're watching teams drop like flies that are not making it to the playoffs this year. Feels like just yesterday I had, we had completed our fantasy draft and everyone had hope. <laughs> I had hope. I watched it disappear. And then I got exactly. hope back when it didn't matter anymore. <laughs> uh, I know you said you didn't get to, to watch as much football as you would have wanted this weekend, but any reaction to what you saw in week 15 before we dive into the details? Uh, dot, 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 question mark, question mark, question mark. Take that as a no. <laughs> well, no, literally, I like. There's just confusion oh, because teams that yeah. like should not. Yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that, Mike. I'm very proud of you. Like for instance, yeah, the, the Steelers debacle, the Bears beat the Vikings, and then the Jets, the worst win in NFL history. I mean, there were probably two of the biggest upsets of the season happened this weekend. The Jets, as you mentioned, and then on Monday night, the Steelers losing to Cincinnati was a shocker, too. I don't know what's more shocking, the fact that they lost to Cincy or they've dropped three in a row. And have looked awful doing it, yeah. But we'll touch on those two games more because I have more comments about them than a few of my sleeper teams, given the fact I didn't get to see a lot of those games. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, really quick, uh, quickly to run down the rest of the upsets of the week. Uh, my Chargers beat the Raiders in a thrilling overtime Thursday night game, 30-27, to 27, when the Raiders were favored by three and a half. Uh, this one kind of confused me. The Patriots lost to the Dolphins 12-22. to 22. I mean, that is not the part that confused me, seeing as we both had picked the Dolphins. But uh, what is surprising is that the Patriots were actually favored here by a point on the road. Really? Yeah. <laughs> So technically, an upset. Vegas is running these numbers. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have, I would have smashed Dolphins if I was a betting man. <laughs> uh, the Bears beat the Vikings, which is another upset. Vikings were favored by three. Bears won by six. And then, how about your Cowboys? This is another one that kind of confused me. The confidence in the Niners—they were favored by four points, lost thirty-three to twenty or thirty-three to forty-one. Well, it all comes down to that Dallas defense has not been able to stop anything, and I believe Raheem Mostert came back. 
He came back, but then he left again in the third quarter. Right. But even <laughs> that little bit of have him back bolstered the run game, which is sure. Dallas's dagger. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the, the favor on that one with the Niners is the fact that they had the potential to have a good run game going. Yeah, that that's totally fair. Cowboys defense has been porous. But then the one, too, we've already mentioned, the Jets got their first victory of the season against the Rams, 23-20, to 20, and the Rams of were 17. Teams. The Rams were, right, it's not like they beat Cincinnati or something. They beat a playoff contending Rams who were favored in this game by 17 and a half points. <laughs> One of the biggest lines of the season. (laughs) Somebody lost big on that game. And then the other one was, as we already mentioned, the Steelers lost to the Bengals 17 to 27. And the Steelers were two touchdown favorites by 14. So pretty shocking stuff. Well, especially with Finley at quarterback, like no one expected him to be able to play against Pittsburgh's defense. Although Pittsburgh at this point is barely able to put a team on the field with their injuries. Yeah, that defense has been decimated recently with uh, Bud Dupree going out, tearing his ACL a few weeks ago. And then uh, Devin Bush, I believe, another one of their linebackers, also tore up his knee and is out for the season. And uh, yeah, they've lost a couple other to the, of their linebacking court also. Uh, so it's been tough for them. But I think their bigger concern has to be on the offensive side of the ball. And we'll get into it. I have a ton of notes on that game. I can actually talk to you about that one too. Yay! Contributing. Yeah, I made you. I made you watch it. You're like, should I turn this game on? And I'm like, well, it's a train wreck. But <laughs> you were not like convincing me though. Your description was like, well, I mean, it's not great. It's like, come on, Most sell of, it to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was feeling pretty bitter against that game for a while too because uh, my last remaining league fantasy league where I was in the playoffs, I needed a big game from Roethlisberger, and he, uh, let's just say, did not deliver. Well, he delivered to the wrong team. That's true, multiple times. So, uh, but yeah, before we get there, I want to give a quick update on our uh, playoff sleepers. I'm letting you go first this time, as you noted. Oh, really? Like, I always got to go first. Such crap. Whatever, man. Hey, how about next time we just go at the same time? We'll just talk and over each fine. other we can for talk five. Talk over each other like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Cowboys beat the Niners 41-33 with the Niners being favored. Um, I'm not as surprised by this one due to the fact no, I th- that... I think we both picked Dallas. I picked I picked Dallas. You originally had the Niners, and then you switched to Dallas. Um, just because I had more confidence in the way the Dallas offense performs over the injury-riddled 49ers. Um, but the reason, like I, like we talked a little bit about before, that the Niners had that favor was against the Dallas defense that had just been destroyed on the ground. Um, but in reality, a big help came from their special teams unit with, you know, uh, C.D. Lamb return for a, a kick return for a touchdown. I mean, those special teams has been a bright side for a lot of these terrible teams. Well, that touchdown, I, I put it in the notes because it was hilarious. That, that actually came at the end of the game when the uh, 49ers were trying to recover an onside kick. Uh, we and the same thing happened. I forget what team it was a couple of weeks ago for Tennessee, I think, where the other team kicked an onside kick. They've got the hands team out there, so it's quick receivers, you know. Right. And yes, CD Lamb caught the pop up and, and looked just around. Took it in. Yeah, he looked around. Nobody was, uh, no one was it close to It reminded me of like the Arizona <laughs> kerfuffle where like they kicked it and they just all stared at it. Like Lamb caught it, looked oh, around. Oh, and yeah. Like, and he was like waiting to get tackled and nobody went after him. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to go. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it just kind of baffled me when you watch it in like slow motion. You're like, 
there should have been like eight people around Lamb, like taking him to the ground. Right. I mean, that's the goal, right? You kick an outside kick. Nobody within like three to four yards, and that like Stevie Lamb is one of those people that does not need a lot of room to get momentum. And then once he turns on the Jets, man, he's gone. Um, But the offense looked good. Uh, Defense clearly gave up 33 points to a injury-written 49ers. It could have been worse had Raheem Mostert not have left in the third quarter. Yeah, he was on his way to a pretty nice game. Um, But, um, you know, the Cowboys improved to 5-9, and and that NFC East division is just every week getting, like, more and more who's going to take it? Like, everyone's like a game off of each other to where it really is still going to go anyway. It's going to be a week 17 decision who who cl- clinches that division. Yep, yep, definitely. Because um, right now, Washington football team is uh, still in the lead, amazingly enough. But Dallas is now just a, uh, just a game back, although Washington did sweep Dallas in the division, so they have a big leg up. Right, they'd have to finish with a better record. Uh, um, if they obviously they would take the tiebreaker, Washington would. Correct, um, but you know that division went from just a complete train wreck to make, it's getting interesting because the Giants were there for a while until Colt McCoy came in, and then we've just I don't know the Eagles were counted out until Jalen Hurts come comes in and. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're all still. Game. I think they all still have a chance. No, no one is mathematically eliminated from the division in that in the NFC East. Uh, speaking of mathematically eliminated, ooh, more like Matt. Mathematically eliminated. You you tried so hard. I'm <laughs> slightly impressed slash slightly shaking my head right now. <laughs> um, the Broncos did get decimated by the Bills, although I think we all foresaw this coming. Yeah. Um, but what baffled me about this game was I didn't see a lot of pressure off of the Denver defense. And I think the defense made me more mad than the offense. Um, I feel like they had opportunities to get to Josh Allen, but they didn't. Um, they played decent coverage on on the Bills receivers, but again, left Stephon Diggs open. Cole Beasley's been having a monster year for that team, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, a shifty slot receiver, and it just felt like they gave him they gave Allen so many easy completions to just advance the ball down the field. I was really disappointed on the Broncos' defense this time. I still think Locke deserves one more year in that Denver offense, but I know the murmur is they're wondering what to do. Um, and I think the Eagles' decision of what to do with the Carson Wentz-Jalen Hurts situation could have rippling effects throughout the league. Yeah, you mean like if Wentz becomes available? Right. Or, yeah, um, there's potential talk trade. of of Denver, um, I personally think either New England would be a good option, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I feel like the Broncos' defense did not come to fruition. There was not, I saw little to no pressure. Allen looks way too comfortable in that pocket just doing what he does. I will have to say, though, given the other team credit, Allen's accuracy has really taken me by surprise this year. Yeah, we've referenced it several times. Allen is he's having an, an amazing season here. A really nice bounce back from that playoff game last year where he just looked totally lost and confused. A mixer of amazing plays and then head-scratching ones. He's really putting it all together this season. Uh, Bills are well on their way to a uh, deep playoff run, I think. 
Um, but with the Broncos eliminated, I will try to start to prepare a more in-depth Broncos analysis soon. I know everyone's so excited for that. I know I am. I might I be the only one. Okay, yeah, so there's well, at least two of us are excited. All right, sweet. <laughs> uh, Mike, you fared a, a little bit better, though, with your uh, your sleeper teams. At least yours were more exciting. Yeah, both of these games were, were wild and, and close and came down to the I end. I to admit it, but yes. <laughs> the, uh, so we'll start with the Cardinals. They were playing the Eagles, the Jalen Hurts-led Eagles, who are a much more potent offense. And just in the first half of this game, uh, was was crazy <laughs> on the well on the first play or on the first series for the Eagles. Uh, Hertz made one error. He took an intentional grounding penalty in the end zone, which of course results in a safety. And then Oops. the Cardinals. What was that? Oops. Yeah. Right. And then the Cardinals uh, took advantage, scored a couple of offensive touchdowns to take a sixteen to nothing lead. And it didn't. It looked like this game might not be as interesting as it turned out to be, but. In the second quarter alone, Jalen Hurts led three touchdown drives. Uh, one it's of which more was... than Carson Wentz has done all season. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, it's so sad, but it's almost true. And one of which was a short, you know, on a short field after a Kyler Murray fumble. But uh, Cards scored ten more of their own points, and at halftime, the score of this game was twenty-six to twenty. With over Cardinals had the lead with over five hundred combined yards of offense between the two teams, which is more than several full games that played out over the weekend or in any given week. That's insane. Neither neither defense doing much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did the defense just sit on the sideline? Essentially. uh, And I have a note on Patrick Peterson really struggled uh, covering Alshon Jeffrey. Kind of surprising given that he's a dinosaur and and injured (laughs) while he's finally back. (laughs) He's he's an injured dinosaur, but Patrick Peterson couldn't cover him. Dinosaur. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I noticed he was really getting picked on. He took several penalties, uh, holding defensive pass interference, trying to cover Alshon. I feel like the Cardinals have been racking up penalties on both sides of the ball lately in an alarming fashion. Yeah, a lot of, I I need to look the numbers, but I've seen just in the eye test, their offensive line has been committing a lot of false starts, I've noticed. Yeah, that's a good call. And this game uh, really came down to it. Uh, the Eagles tied the game at 26 after a Jalen Hurts touchdown run. And uh, they were unable to, they would have taken the lead on the point after, but it was a bad snap. And uh, Jake Elliott never had a chance to attempt the kick. So it remained tied at 26. Uh, Cardinals pulled a fake punt, which was really exciting. You don't see those every day. There was fourth and two on their next drive right around midfield. And uh, their punter, Andy Lee, he it was a, a passing play too. They had the punter throw it to uh, one of the one of the gunners off the line. Instead of blocking, he just took off, and his guy didn't cover him. And but there's still no guarantee that your punter is going to complete a pass downfield. But he did. He completed a 27 yard pass on fourth and two. They didn't. So score he, on that he picked up more than the two yards needed to convert the fourth. He did. He did, and more yards than that's probably deeper than any Carson Wentz completion this year. If we're just going to keep piling on. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nope. This is what we do. And then uh, they didn't end up scoring on that drive, but later in the fourth quarter, Burry found free agent acquisition, or not free agent offseason trade acquisition, DeAndre Hopkins for an amazing 20 yard touchdown where it was like kind of falling backwards. With all those words, and you just end up tripping yourself. (laughs) I need to think before I speak a little bit. I'm excited about this game, though, in the Cardinals, finally. 
Um, so they scored that go-ahead touchdown, and the defense was able to hold the uh, hold the line and and not allow the Eagles to make a game tying score. So Cardinals won 33-26. Really fun game. Murray threw for a career high 400 yards, had four total touchdowns, one of which came on the ground. Very similar to Jalen Hurts' numbers in this game, he threw for 338 yards and also four total touchdowns, three through the air, one on the ground. And no turnovers for Hurts. I was going to say, more importantly, to see a rookie quarterback in, what, his second-and-a-half start? Yeah, right. To, to not turn the ball over? that that's, what, that's the stat that sticks out. Yeah, he looks really good, and this team is exciting again. And the uh, Eagles have already named him the starter for Week 16. So it looks like for the rest of the season, it's going to be his job, and then they'll face some tough decisions this offseason. But well, especially will be. coming back from the Carson comments that were posted. Oh, yeah. How he didn't want to be a backup, right? And yeah. It's like I, the way he played, though, can he really be upset about getting benched? I don't think so. I can. He can be upset that they drafted a guy. Like, look at uh, how Rodgers must have felt about the Packers trading up in the first round to take a quarterback. It's It's got to be a little bit of a insult, you know? Right. But that generally leads you to play better. Like Rodgers <laughs> yeah. is back to the MVP, MVP season he had in 2010. Right. Whereas Wentz just crumbled. Uh, we'll talk more about the Eagles. The Cardinals are eight and six now with the win. They've won two in a row. And currently they're the uh, seventh playoff team. They they hold the seventh and final uh, playoff spot in the NFC. And uh, we have a breakdown a little bit later about um, the playoff picture as it currently stands and who still has a chance to shake things up and get in. So my other sleeper team, the Cardinals or the Chargers, sorry, they are eliminated from the playoffs, but uh, still important to cover because of various bets that we have against each other, namely between them and the Broncos and their division placement or their final uh, standings in the division. So the Chargers got a big win, which was important because they now are five and nine, just like your Broncos. So it all comes down to their head to head matchup this week, which I'm so excited for. No pressure. I know. Uh, let's see. I have a ton of notes here, but what do we actually want to talk about? They played the Raiders, and um, <laughs> this game ended up going to overtime. It was uh, back and forth the whole way. Neither team ever really. Took, it only took 14 weeks for me to predict what would happen, though. What was that? That Derek Carr would be replaced by Marcus Mariota. Oh, yes, yes, he said that in the uh, preseason. It wasn't for performance like you predicted but yeah he hurt himself uh trying to run on the raiders i think their first or second drive so Mariota played most of the game and he looked fairly fairly good actually he obviously he has an element with his legs that Carr doesn't have and he really showcased that in this game he had uh multiple runs especially on third down which is really frustrating uh to watch and for the defense to give up i'm sure probably probably more frustrating for them than for me i guess uh, but yeah, Mariota had 88 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown in addition to 225 pass yards. So he he played pretty well. Uh, one interception near the end of the game that really uh, might have ended the Raiders' season because they were... Let's just skip to the end. We don't need to talk about everything that happened. Um, the Raiders... The game was tied at 27, I think. Yes. Okay. So game was tied at 27. Three minutes were left. And uh, the Raiders were driving 
and it was it looked like they were going to be in position for the go ahead either touchdown or field goal right near the end of regulation um but he threw a pass behind a receiver that got deflected off his hands and then picked off by the Chargers, who then returned it all the way to the Raiders 32 with under two minutes in the game. And then it looked like now the Chargers are going to be in position to kick the game winner. <laughs> but Michael Badgley missed the 51-yard field goal that would have won it. Uh, Herbert made a big mistake the previous play. They lost about seven yards on a sack on the previous Dude, third I, down. I could- feel the way you were feeling with every time that ball was snapped you're like yes no why Damn it was it. such a roller coaster the entire game it was back and forth no one ever took a big lead in this game it was really fun i was emotionally drained just from reading your messages <laughs> so yeah the chargers missed the would-be go-ahead field goal at the end of the game and then the raiders had one more chance too they attempted they were going to attempt a 64 yarder which you know probably didn't have much of a chance of making, but they fumbled the snap anyway. So. Yeah, I was going to say, it just never even got to happen, which would right. have been awesome. <laughs> so it went to overtime. Raiders had the ball first, and they just had no answer for Josh Jacobs at this point. The defense, you know, they were tired. Jacobs had been battering them the whole game. He ran really well. And they drove all the way down to the field to uh, inside the Chargers 10. They had a third and goal from the five. Uh, when Mariota's pass was deflected and they had to uh, settle for a field goal. So, oh, wow, I had the score totally wrong. It was 24. All. It was 24 all at the end of regulation, not 27. Okay, so they made a field goal, the Raiders did, in overtime to go up 27-24, and they took almost the entire overtime period. There was less than three minutes left, I think, when the Chargers got their chance. But they did have one chance, as we know, the overtime rules, a touchdown would have ended it. But with a field goal, the Chargers got one possession to try to match them. And right away, uh, on the second or third play of the drive, Herbert just threw a bomb to a Jalen Guyton, who was playing a lot because Keenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams were both banged up and kind of in and out of the lineup for the whole game. But yeah, he caught it at the... It was a little bit underthrown. That's my only criticism. He could have run it in otherwise. Instead, he was tackled at the Raiders' two-yard line. And then the play calling from here was just infuriating first they ran and, like and a I quote why is anthony lynn trying to kill his quarterback and he, he literally was they still had time uh they were down at the goal line why was austin eckler not in the game you know it was kalen balaj in goal line situations every time and sure he converted one but who's the better running back don't you want your best guys on the field for the most critical plays anyway they tried to run it with herbert twice first on like a on a qb like it was it was like a bootleg to the to his right side, but then he it was a designed quarterback run, and he got you know he got obliterated. And luckily there was a penalty that gave them a first and goal from the one. Tried a QB sneak, didn't get it. Tried another QB sneak, and he finally got in. But he's taken all these hits. You're putting your quarterback at risk. It was a uh, it was a scary scary to watch. But they won the game. He got it in to the end zone. Thirty to twenty seven was the final. Chargers have now won two in a row in both games. Justin Herbert has led a game-winning uh, drive to end it. So, wow, this game was crazy. I feel like I need to take a breather. Have a drink. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our sleeper teams. We went three and one this week. They've all kind of turned it around. Even the Dallas Cowboys, who we had sort of left for dead a few weeks ago, still alive in that division. Well, let's just look at that division and... 
Um, do we really need to talk about Bucks Falks? Only because Atlanta took a seventeen to nothing lead, uh, and they ended up blowing it. And I, I texted well, okay. you this before the weekend. To be fair, Matt Ryan is a stud as a, as the offense. Uh, that offense is stellar. If oh sure, he was great. He, he had a huge game with, especially impressive without Julio Jones in the lineup. Russell Gage, my man. But the I just wanted to bring up, and I texted you this over the weekend before the game because I saw I this. Think I on, no, no, you you reacted to it. So the Falcons are now twenty eight and thirty four is their record since they Aww. lost that Super Bowl to the Brady led Patriots by the score of twenty eight to thirty four, which uh-huh. was of course another epically blown uh, game that they should have won. Anyway, do we want to talk about epically blown games? I think we just did. How is ninety percent? I know. I know that's supposed to be a dig at the Chargers, but it it, it wasn't in the Super Bowl because they weren't even in the Super Bowl. <laughs> they're not gonna be. <laughs> no, they're not. Neither are the Falcons. All right, Seahawks beat uh, Washington. Alex Smith was hurt, so Dwayne Haskins got the start. Uh, Seahawks clinch the <laughs> playoff. One. Hashtag sad. Yeah, we'll see. it. It doesn't sound super serious. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. They're gonna need him. Uh, they're going to have to get at least one more win here, probably, to take that division. So we'll see about next week. And Seattle clinched the... Gibson back too. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're not getting it done on the ground with. Um... Well, McKissick is okay. He's like a, the pass catcher, but uh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. Peyton Barber. Yeah, they they need Gibson back. He's really dynamic. Uh, with the Dolphins beating the Patriots, the Patriots are eliminated from playoff contention. And this will be the first time since 2008 that they won't be in the postseason. And here's a fun fact with that stat. We met as friends in 2008. Oh, wow. That's right. What was that? Junior, sophomore, that year, high school? That was my junior, your sophomore. Yeah. Wow. It's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as long as we've known each other and been close friends, the Patriots have been in the playoffs. Well, I guess this friendship is over then. All right, it's done. Bye. <laughs> that was the that was the one thing holding it all together was the Patriots being in the Damn playoffs. it, Brady. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs beat the Saints in a good Sunday afternoon game where Drew Brees was finally uh, back. He made his return, but at the same time, we're just going to skip over that other game. Yeah, I mean, we already talked about it. Fine then. The Jets probably ruined their chance at the number one pick by winning a game. <laughs> That made me laugh so hard that everyone, like, you saw the reaction when the clock ended or when that score happened, and all the Jets fans are hanging their head when you're supposedly supposed to celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, it was a weird scene. And apparently, because of that win, the latest shift has Jacksonville with the number one overall pick. Yeah, both teams have one win. I think Jacksonville, uh, depending on how you look at it, they either win or lose the the tiebreaker (laughs) to be the worst team in the league, so they would. Currently, they would have the one pick, I saw. It's Adam Gase's final uh, middle finger to New York on his way out the door. <laughs> Dude, he's not going to go anywhere. He won a freaking game. Yeah. I'm so we'll irritated see. by that. We'll see. I and still I'm going to have to watch Fields from OSU go number two and go to a team that just destroys rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> I have never been more unhappy with this situation. It's I'm going to be interesting. I, I don't think he keeps his. He's, I don't think one win is going to save his job, but we'll see. 
They haven't oh, fired him yet fired for some yet. reason. Yep. It's yeah. Like good point. To win one. <laughs> I'm fine. It's a good point. Okay. Uh, so yeah, for the Saints, Drew Brees came back from yeah, his rib injury. Uh, I can get it. <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> All right. Nice. I always, I always think when we're starting, I should get a stopwatch, start it when we start recording, so that I know what timestamp to look for. But I never remember until a moment like this when I'm like, "Man, that w- where's the stopwatch?" I could look at the time, but that doesn't help. Anyway, uh, Michael Thomas was placed on IR with another, I think, some kind of lower leg injury again. So they're hoping to have him back for the playoffs. But Drew Brees was back. He did start. Owen oh, six with an interception in this game, so not great. Hmm. And he finished the game under fifty yards or under fifty percent completions for just two hundred thirty. No, he had more. He had over fifty yards officially for the record, <laughs> but he completed. He only completed fifteen passes out of thirty-four attempts and just two hundred thirty-four yards. Uh, however, the Saints did come back from a fourteen-point uh, fourth-quarter deficit to make the game close again. But the Chiefs did what they do on offense, and they were able to close out the game and run out the clock with, uh, and and not give not put the ball back in Breeze's hands. But this was a good game. Chiefs remain the one seed in the AFC, and they, with their only one loss being to the Raiders, which looks more inexplicable by the week. <laughs> right. I mean, if the Chargers can beat them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know that's supposed to be an insult, but I agree with you. <laughs> hey, I'm taking um, any shot I can get at this point. I know, I know. Uh, Browns beat the Giants. This game got a lot less interesting when it was announced that uh, Daniel Jones would be out again, and predictably, the Giants' offense couldn't. Or I think it was actually twenty to six was the final. I don't know how I'm getting these finals wrong, but it wasn't close. Dude, get your <laughs> together. I think it's because I like count the game as over when there's actually still time on the clock. <laughs> there's. It's two minutes into the fourth quarter. You're like, yeah, this game's done. I can All right, yeah, this is probably the final score. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So Giants are still in it, but they they look uh, pretty bad lately. Let's talk about Steelers Bengals briefly, and then we'll get into the playoff picture. Hashtag steals rusting. I don't know what I mean. They look so bad on the offensive side of the ball. They're against... not running the football. I don't understand. Well, it. They didn't have James Conner in this game, but. But even when they've had him, you're right. They they haven't committed to it. And it was when they did run, it was kind of working. It wasn't like they tried it and they got shut down. It seemed like well, the, the problem is, is without the run game, they keep trying these play action fakes and nobody's buying it because they know they can't run the football. So the backers don't hesitate for that split second to get a read on who's got the ball. They just go, this ain't happening. And then they go to their spots in the zone defense and take their guy. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely need to be more balanced than what they're trying to do on offense. Uh, I mean, I think throwing way too much each game. And every time you put the ball in the air, no matter how accurate you are, there's always a chance it comes up in the other player's arms. I was, I, I couldn't believe how good the Bengals' uh, coverage looked. They were, those corners, those DBs were glued to the receivers. And these are great receivers in, in Pittsburgh with Juju. Uh, Deontay Johnson is emerging, and then the rookie Chase Claypool has been really exciting. But they were like every throw was contested. I think I they showed the stat during the broadcast at one point. They had ten pass deflections, and Ben had um, like four completions to wide. Oh yeah, it was insane. Like mm-hmm. 
Well, and it's like they were playing physical. Like I remember I, I tuned in when I got home from work and the first play I saw is like a screen attempt to Juju or it was a cross, a shallow cross by Juju. And he just got blasted at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, and his you know, it fumble just there. Once it happened, it happened multiple times. Right. Yeah. Like and, I think the Bengals were just out there to make a statement like, yeah, they really were. These division games can can like they know each other well, and, and Cincinnati looked good. And they were, I think, to your point, playing way more physically than Pittsburgh were. Ben, Big Ben, was getting knocked down on most of his throws. He was pressured almost every snap. It seemed like uh, they turned like the ball over. Angry. Yeah, <laughs> tired of being not, disrespected. Not, not, not perfect, angry, but oh, <laughs> but they did play almost a perfect, perfect game. <laughs> Cricket cricket damn tough crowd okay <laughs> the Steelers had uh three turnovers in the first half a fumble by Roethlisberger it was really a quarterback in uh, a fumble on the snap he never really got the ball the juju fumble you mentioned and then probably one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen any quarterback throw where the defender it was a zone coverage so like you said I think it was one of the linebackers dropping back maybe or I don't know I shouldn't say that because I don't know but he was just the defender was sitting there in his zone and Ben didn't just didn't see him. He threw it like right to him. He did not have to move to make this interception. And you know, orange, Bengals... yellow. They're within the same color family. Yeah, is orange yellow colorblind a thing? It is now. The Steelers had those three turnovers, which the Bengals turned into seventeen points, and it was that was the halftime score, seventeen to zero. Uh, and the Steelers got a little bit going on offense in the second half. They. Got to stop on defense, which the defense played fine. You know, all the points they gave up in the first half were off of those turnovers. Uh, The Bengals really started having more success on the ground. I think the Steelers probably just got tired from being out there the whole time. Because uh, Giovanni Bernard with no Mixon, Joe Mixon has been hurt uh, on IR. I don't think he's coming back this year. But Bernard had a nice game on the ground. And also Ryan Finley, who I did not know, and apparently the Steelers didn't know either, that that dude can sort of run. He did a few design quarterback runs, including a 23-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. I know. I didn't know. I didn't know how to take this guy, and all of a sudden, he's like, like making plays. Which, I mean, to his credit, again, another team that I think maybe the problem with this game is this Pittsburgh just kind of wrote this off as an easy win, and anytime you do that, you pay the price. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. It was supposed to be, and I, I think I kind of did too. I took it for granted a little bit. It was supposed to be their bounce-back game from that two-game losing streak they were on. Instead, they lost again, lost convincingly. It wasn't like a game that they should have won. They looked bad, and they've lost three in a row now. And uh, I think you got to be pretty concerned if you're the Steelers or a Steelers fan. So let's go over the playoff picture as it currently stands really quickly. Uh okay. This year, there's there's seven spots per conference now uh, this year, and only one team gets a first-round bye, so that number one seed is is crucial. So in the NFC, that the number one seed is currently the Packers. They're 11-3. and three. They've clinched the Ooh. NFC North, and uh, they hold the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Saints, who they beat earlier in the season. And speaking of those Saints, they're currently number two in the NFC with a 10-4 and four record, and they have not clinched their division yet, but they have clinched a playoff berth just based on their record. Uh, Seahawks are in the same situation, also 10-4, and, and they are in. 
coming in fourth will be I should just put in placeholder whoever wins the NFC East. Currently yeah, it's that's, Washington. That's really a good uh at this point it's a, it took a crappy division and made it an interesting shootout. And it's going to remain interesting with so with two games left, Washington is the leader at 6 and 8. But the Giants and Cowboys are both just one game behind at five and nine. And even the Eagles are just one and a half games behind because they've got a tie in there. They're four, eight, and one. I mean, so I it, still feel like the Eagles have the longest road because they basically have to win out and everyone else has to lose. Definitely. Yeah. I, um, I still I think Washington will get in if Alex Smith comes back. If it's Haskins. I was gonna again, say, though, are we predicting that Washington's gonna take the division? I would. Only if they have Smith, though. Not with Haskins. Uh, Speaking of Haskins, guess who we had in our dynasty league? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's terrible. And he's been in the news for uh, not good reasons lately, too. Good job, Mike. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Fifth seed currently is the Rams, who are 9-5. And and, uh, they've got a tough remaining schedule playing the Seahawks and Cardinals in the last two weeks. Well, it looks tough now because they lost to the Jets. Well, any anyone is going to look tough after you lose to the Jets, yeah. So, I, feel, uh, I feel like they're going to bounce back against Seattle, and then it's going to come down to the cards. Yeah, that game is going to be... could be the, the, the one that determines if Arizona gets in. Right now, the sixth seed is the Buccaneers. They're nine and five, and they have the Lions and Falcons left on the schedule. So they're probably winning out. I'm just going to say that. And then right now, seventh seed is the Cardinals, who play the 49ers and Rams, who are, that's kind of a tricky, like, I'm not taking the 49ers for granted, even after Dallas beat them. Uh, So that's tough. And then still in the hunt, you've got the Bears, somehow, who are seven and seven. They're just one game uh, behind the Cardinals. They're going to definitely need to win out, though, against Jacksonville and Green Bay. The and Bears are going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. They need to get help. Yeah, if they finish 8-8, eight and eight, they're not going to get in. And somehow, okay, the Vikings, well, somehow the Vikings are still alive at 6-8, and eight, but they're, they're all but eliminated. And they play the Saints. Their only week. hope is against – well, no. If they lose against the Saints, it's over, that's yeah. it. Yep. Right, never mind. I, I recant whatever I was going to say. <laughs> And really quick in the AFC, the Chiefs are at number one spot right now. I believe they will clinch a first-round bye if they win next week because the second-place team is the Bills. After the Steelers' loss, uh, the Bills beat them head-to-head, so they have the tiebreaker. Bills are 11-3. and three. Uh, They clinched the AFC East. Steelers for them. Are, yeah, it's awesome. Big turnaround there, which I think, um, I think we both predicted. I'm trying to think back to our preseason division yes. predictions. Um, Steelers are down to the three seed now. They're eleven and three. Have lost three in a row. They are they're in no matter what happens. They'll be in the playoffs. But uh, the Browns and Ravens are both right behind them in the division. So uh, that's still important if they want to have a home game. The AFC North could have three teams in the postseason. It's possible. Yeah. The uh, Titans are the four seed at the moment. They're ten and four. Uh, they have the tiebreaker over the Colts based on their division record. Both teams are 10 and four, but it's actually the Browns who are the fifth seed over the Colts because they beat them head to head. By the and, way, uh, who picked the Titans for the AFC South? Uh, you did. It's not decided yet, but uh, yeah, you did. And I picked the Colts. Hey, at least they're both good teams. At least we didn't pick Houston or, or God forbid Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would have been. Mm. 
And right now the Dolphins are the seventh seed, which is really exciting. And they and the Ravens have the same record. They're both nine and five, but currently the Dolphins have it based on their conference record, which is the next tiebreaker if they haven't played head to head and they're not in the same division. And technically the Raiders are still alive, but they would have to win out and have the Dolphins and Ravens lose out. Uh, which seems unlikely. I don't know about that one. Murder things have happened as we've seen. Do you have time for a rapid fire week 16 pick them? Let's do it. All right. Friday, no Thursday night football this week, uh, but we've got a game on Christmas day, which is exciting. The Vikings and saints. (laughs) Vikings and saints. I think uh, Santa Claus is going to bring a victory to Drew Brees and the saints. I really, that was long winded, but I approve. Yes. (laughs) New Orleans. And then we've got a full slate of games on Saturday. Three games. Bucks at Lions. Bucks. Mm, Bucks. Niners at Cardinals. Cards. Yep. And then Dolphins at Raiders. I got to go with the Finns. Yeah, same. I think they do that. I think they win and the Raiders get eliminated. Uh, Then on Sunday, we've got the Panthers at Washington. Like we said, this is going to depend. It's a tough one, yeah. Panthers played the Packers really close last week. They were within a score. I gotta go Washington. Me too. Uh, I really hope Smith and Gibson, or at least one of the two, gets healthy though. Colts at Steelers. This ah, is tough. Damn it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I have to regret this because they suck, but I gotta go Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Colts and say that they extend the Steelers losing streak. Um Pittsburgh has to get this right if they have any hope of making progress this year. Yeah, this would be a big, uh, this would be a big one to uh, try to prove that they are still a contender. Uh, Falcons at Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs, and they're my eliminator pick. I'm come on now, Chiefs. I can't go with them. <laughs> Bears at Jaguars. Taking the Bears. Chicago, baby. Still in it. Uh, Bengals at Texans. The biggest nobody cares bowl. Taking the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> that caught me completely off guard. Um, I put all my jokes in the notes so you could be prepared for them. <laughs> after that performance, I got to go Cincy. Yeah, I can see why. I, I don't know why I'm taking the Texans, but let's go to Sean Watson. Like I said, who cares? Giants at Ravens? Baltimore. Sure that, yeah, Baltimore. I think the Giants, uh, well, I, maybe they won't even be eliminated with the loss. <laughs> I think so, though. Taking the Ravens. And then Browns at Jets, taking the Browns, unless yep. you think the Jets make it two in a row. I doubt it. If that yeah. happens, I quit football. <laughs> Me too. All right, Sunday afternoon, Eagles at Cowboys. This is a crucial game. I'm going to go Eagles because they're being led by Jalen Hurts. Me too. Yeah, I think he's going to shred this Cowboys defense. I think the Eagles have enough talent on defense to contain Andy Dalton. By the way, Zeke didn't play last week. We forgot to mention that. So we'll see if he's back this week. Although Tony Pollard had a huge game, which, as you've noted, he has looked better than Zeke uh, oftentimes this year. And then, oh my gosh, the most important game of the year. Broncos 5-9 and nine at Chargers 5-9. and nine. We're finally even in the standings again, though currently Denver is ahead based on beating LA earlier in the season. I, I think we're obviously each picking our own team here. <laughs> but my question is 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 this a jello bet or are we waiting until the end of the season now for the final standings you're gonna eat jello three times 
Okay, so this is officially a jello bet. All right. Good luck to you. Not really, though. Rams at Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks activated Josh Gordon, whatever that's worth. Their offense has been sputtering of late. They're going to bust him for drugs in a week. That's fine. (laughs) I'm going to go Rams. I still don't trust that Seattle offensive line. I think the Rams defense has a bounce back. I think um, one of these games, one of these teams just lost to the Jets, so I don't know how I could possibly pick them to win a game, so I'm taking the Seahawks. Wow. Way to make me look like the asshole. (laughs) Well, we'll see. You might be a correct asshole. Time will tell. All right, then on Sunday night, we got the Titans and Packers. This is going to be crazy because uh, first on one side, you've got Derrick Henry against the Packers. Like They've got to be almost the worst in the league in run defense. And then you've got Rodgers versus Tennessee, who is uh, Tennessee's past defense, who has not been impressive either. So I see this as kind of a toss-up, but I'm taking Green Bay. I'm going to go with Tennessee. And then Monday night, Bills at Patriots. Uh, taking the Bills, the only thing to watch here is, are the, is, are the Patriots going to keep starting Cam Newton, or is it time to see what Jared Siddham can do? I think well, you've got to put Stidham out there and at least get him some experience because I don't see Newton back in New England next year. Right. It was a one-year deal. I think he definitely didn't uh It could have been more if he had proven anything, but he didn't prove anything. Right. Exactly. And that was the whole reason they signed him to that, like, let's see type of deal. And uh, he didn't live up to it. So I agree with you. I think they might as well. They have nothing to gain from starting Newton for the final two games. Let's see what Stidham does. Other Either than they paid him a million dollars. Yeah, well, good for him. You can buy some new hats with that money. Wow. Picking the bills. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, let's just wrap it up there. Suffice to say, you beat me again in FanDuel, and that contest is now over, as you have uh, taken an insurmountable lead with just two, game, two weeks left. So congratulations to you. I'll finally ship you your trophy. Thank you. It's only two years later, but I'm back to back in something at least. You have to, you have to win two years in a row to get it. That's the rule. <laughs> oh, you, all right, then you'll win it. What eight years? Four years? Probably never again, based on how terrible I did in FanDuel this year. <laughs> but, well, it's um, been a blast. Yeah, as always. Looking forward to this. Is my favorite part of the season. Just like now that fantasy is over, we can just focus on the football of it and playoff scenarios are always so fascinating to look at so it was fun going through that with you always a blast and i'm looking forward to start you know getting ready for our off-season analysis yeah a lot of these teams faster than we uh, realized yeah definitely and and for about uh half the league a little bit more than half the league it's coming up in just two weeks (laughs) so until next time everyone have a wonderful and safe holiday yep yep and we'll talk to you I was going to say next year, but no, never mind. We have one more episode this year. <laughs> one more. One more. All right. So I'll see you. Yeah, I'm saving that joke for next week then. See you guys next time. Bye, everybody. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.